Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Evmos Community Call and 2022 Review. Let's take a listen. Welcome everyone to one of the strongest community calls in the interchain in the Cosmos ecosystem. With you always, you're a host with the main Evmos account. Uh, alongside me, my co-host, Kilo. Hey Kilo, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Hello, everyone. I'm Kilo. I'm the uh, head of community for the Evmos core development team. It's, you know, nice to be here on another great community call. Uh, get to talk to all you guys and recap some of the things we've done. Yeah, this will be a recap. It's been quite a while since our last community call back in uh, December. Uh, it's a new year, uh, same team, same chain, uh, but it is a new year, and we're super excited uh, because. With a new year, it brings a whole new roadmap uh, that we're very excited to publish fairly soon. Uh, we might give you folks some alpha on this call, sneak peek into what's coming for Evmos uh, and more broadly within the Cosmos ecosystem, but we'll get to that in due time. Gila, would you mind sharing uh, what the agenda for today is? Absolutely. So um, to get started, we're just going to do a quick recap of some of the you know key points of 2022. We're going to go through and look at you know the evolution of Evmos from launch, things that we've learned, uh, key you know integrations that we've had, the successes that we've had. We're going to look at that, um, and then if. If you're so willing, uh, maybe look into a couple of things in 2023. Maybe get some direction on what we're doing right now and where we're going. And after that, we can open it up to the community to participate. Come ask us some questions and get some answers done. For sure, for sure. So this is a little different than our usual uh, community call format. You know, sometimes we bring up guests and talk about the latest version and whatnot. So I'm gonna get a, a few major points out of the way first. Uh, and then and then we'll, we'll dive right into the recap. So uh, at the end of this month, so at the end of last month, actually, the beginning of this month, um, uh, Evmos core development team put out uh, version 10. And version 10's major feature was the auto conversion feature for uh, IBC and ERC20 tokens. So now any IBC token you bring to Evmos will be converted automatically uh, from its IBC form into its ERC20 form. So it'll, you know, you'll be able to use that uh, automatically. On, on in Evmos DeFi and Evmos smart contracts more generally without any hitches. This is a major improvement in user experience for end users. And, and we hope that uh, it's improved uh, sort of your experience using the network. Right. Very soon, you know, we've been also working with the Kepler team uh, over Chainapsis 
to uh, roll out uh, native ERC-20 uh, UIs to the Kepler wallet, right? So that Kepler users are able to see ERC-20 tokens uh, by default, right? Uh, right now, that's not possible. And so when uh, tokens are auto-converted, it's a little bit difficult to, for, for users to, to find those tokens. Uh, but hopefully, uh, in due time, uh, Kepler will be able to hash out uh, those kinks so that users can access their tokens directly from Kepler. Uh, as you know, uh, MetaMask already supports uh, ERC-20, so you can use MetaMask as well as a few other uh, wallets out there already support ERC-20. Uh, now, what's coming next later this month is going to be uh, V11. Uh, and V11 has a ton of exciting features uh, coming to it. Um, most notably, uh, we're going to have ICAs enabled. So interchain accounts will be enabled. Right? And that's not all. Uh, alongside uh, this feature, uh, this version 10 rollout, um, the core development team has been working with Stride and Quicksilver to turn on uh, liquid staking for Evmos tokens. So look forward to a liquid staking derivative for Evmos uh, coming soon to, you know, to, to somewhere near you. you know? um, most notably though, I think prior to that, uh, some, some community members may have heard us talk about native liquid staking, and even uh, superfluid staking, uh, well, stay tuned to hear more about, uh, stay tuned in a future community call to hear more about those features. Um, as you may know, there are some issues with third-party liquid staking derivatives, uh, namely uh, the centralization of providers, as well as a few other issues. Um, and so there will be some uh, changes rolled out to address these issues in the coming months. But in the meantime, uh, you know, the core development team has been listening to the community and has developed liquid staking, uh, has, has been working to enable liquid staking for the community to use uh, while we work towards a better solution. Uh, lastly, in V11, there is also going to be the rollout of uh, the testnet rewards. So finally, the Olympus Mons testnet from last year. Uh, those participants will have their distribution uh, issued uh, in that V11 uh, release. So hopefully, if you are a participant, you can finally uh, get your hands on uh, those, those rewards. I think that's all the major updates. Uh, just to mention that we had a session with Skip uh, right for the holidays. And MEV is going to be another major theme for 2023. So I've already mentioned, I've kind of, kind of alluded to quite a few themes already, and we're not even halfway through the call. There are liquid staking, super fluid staking, and MEV so far. Uh, maybe we'll drop a few more hints throughout as to what else is coming in 2023. Right. And again, if you want to find out more or if you'd like to uh, sort of uh, speculate on what features may be coming. Uh, you're always welcome to the community Discord at uh, discord.gg slash Evmos or on Telegram, uh, which should be, I think, Evmos org. 
Um, you can find the links in the main accounts bio, uh, which again is, is you know, have most of work. Uh, okay, so I'm going to stop with the little hint dropping here and there for now. Uh, Kilo, do you want to kick us off with the recap? What are some highlights and lowlights that you can walk us through from the beginning of last year? Absolutely. Um, I think a great place to start is at the very beginning. Early January, uh, we put the token model blog post out and, you know, to, to complement the rec drop. Um, also early January, we um, discussed on bridging providers, and at the time we had went with Nomad. I mean, I'm sure that we'll talk about, you know, the highlights and lowlights of that as we continue. Um, we had a lot that happened before the rec drop actually happened. Uh, of AV3, um, a couple of uh, the grants program. Um, early February, we also shipped the Ethereum signing for Kepler Wallet. You know, there was, there was a lot that was going on before the rec drop even came out. It was cool to see Epmo starting the year out really strong at the time, you know, launching with all of these new things, bringing EVM and the Cosmos and bringing all this stuff together. There was, there was just an absolutely packed Q1 of 2022. Um, March, rec drop. Um, rec drop was off to a screaming success um, until it wasn't. And on the fourth, we you know noticed some issues. On the sixth, uh, we had an upgrade that failed. And shortly after that, the uh, Evmos chain remained halted while the core team worked on fixing some bugs. Now we learned a lot during this period of time. One of the main things that we learned is the dedication and persistence of the Evmos core development team. Really lets us persevere through adversity. It let us come in fix issues, let us get the chain back online, let us you know, reboot everything to where we need to be and continue moving strong, continuing to push out updates, continuing to push out features and get everyone where they need to be. I would like to think that that's uh, quite the strong sell for us because there's a lot of teams that would crumble under that kind of pressure. There's a lot of teams that would say, you know what, we've only been here for a week, let's scrap it, let's come back. No, that's not what the OFOS core development team does. They buckle down. They get things fixed, they get the job done. And it was really cool to see. I think um, we had a lot of community support at that time when we were working on it. There was a lot of people that were really vocal about supporting Evmos and getting things fixed and getting things right. Um, past that, we had, uh, you know, Nosa Safe launch, Zapper Phi comes in, um, Ledger support in October. Um, we had a hackathon that was coming and going around that point in time. And one thing that I also wanted to kind of point out here is Federico, uh, one of the co-founders for Evmos, was uh, giving uh, a couple of talks throughout the year. Um, one of the, I'm going to highlight November was a Crypto Plaza Forum where he gave the talk in Spanish. And there's, uh, I think, three talks throughout the year that he gave in Spanish. And that's really nice to see, being really inclusive, communicating with their community in multiple languages across multiple fronts, giving everyone the equal opportunity to learn and participate in Evmos, I think is gonna be really fantastic. It's gonna be really great for us. It's something that I'd like to see more of going forward. Um, I think that's one of our unique approaches. We're you know really community forward. We've got a lot going on with the community. We hold these calls. We have our community calls and governance calls and our AMAs. Uh, like I said, a couple of uh, speeches and stuff in multiple languages. Um, you know, 
having everyone involved and giving everyone the opportunity to participate in these highlights as we go throughout 2022 and into 2023. You know, making sure that everyone is able to take advantage of uh, all of the innovation and um, technology and everything that we're building here at Evmos. I think making that available to the wider audience is really key. Um, moving forward from there, we got C14 um, integration for on-ramping. Um, that was really cool to see. Uh, you know, C14, Leap Wallet. We have a lot of things that really came in towards the tail end of 2022. It was just so, again, Q1 and then going into Q4 2022, there was so much going on. It would be really easy to miss one of these big integrations here. And it, it was interesting to see the, you know, crunch time, you know, you, you hear the term crunch time in the software development industry and Evmos during crunch time, man, Evmos really delivers. It's all of these different things coming out in one quarter, um, tightly packed together and executing on it really well, getting things working, getting things going right. Um, we did have our ups and downs, uh, like I alluded to with the Nomad thing. Um, Nomad suffered an exploit, as everyone is well aware. Um, Evmo suffered from this, having Nomad as their main, you know, bridging integration at the time. And it was interesting to see how Evmos held up. It was interesting to see how the Evmos community reacted. I think things could have gotten way worse than they did. And I think that we're really fortunate to be where we are. And that just, you know, goes to show the strength of the project and the strength that we really did have in 2022. There was a lot that came out. Um, we had some other really awesome integrations, Sevmos and, you know, bringing up our own assets page online. Then um, you had already alluded to the V10 and the auto conversions that we had just got in technically into this year. Um, these are things that we had worked on throughout the year. I think that we are doing a really good job at moving forward like I said, with that community focus and with that user experience in mind and making sure that everyone is able to be aware and take advantage of all these things. Um, is there anything in particular that you wanted to highlight that you think is, uh, you know, our main highlight from 2022? That's something I'd like to know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so you you went super in-depth on, on a lot of stuff there. Um, you talked about wallet integration talked about features, you talked about on-ramps, you talked about uh, incidents and responses. Um, and the Nomad hack in particular, uh, you know, as you mentioned, it is unfortunate that that, that happened. However, it happened so early in Evmos's lifetime. And if we think about it, Evmos uh, is scheduled to run for, for you know, decades and, and whatnot, right? Just like most other decentralized infrastructure. Right. And so le learning that lesson and having the community experience that so early on, obviously, uh, many folks lost, um, you know, the tokens that, that they had in the, in the bridge. However, it's nowhere near as bad as it could have been uh, had the hack happened uh, this year or the year after that, where that, the number of tokens lost would have just been much greater. Right. And so understanding that and understanding how early that happened, that hack happened in Evmos's lifetime, uh, you know, helps craft the approach uh, that the Evmos community has taken uh, in in their bridge strategy moving forward. And, I, you know, we as the core team have listened uh, to the community and have taken on a, on a bridge agnostic approach. Right. And so like uh, knowing that and understanding that uh, the community doesn't want 
an incident like this to happen again, at least not on the same magnitude. And understanding that uh, that diversification of risk is the uh, play here was super critical. And since then, actually, uh, three bridges have have deployed two of most. So that's uh, Seller, uh, Gravity, and uh, Axelar, right? Um, with potentially more coming along the pipeline, which just offers uh, optionality to both Cosmos and uh, Ethereum slash EVM users uh, to come to to come to go back and forth, right? So in a sense, uh, Evmos is uh, sort of has sort of become that port of entry that was promised way ahead of the Evmos launch uh, into the Cosmos ecosystem and vice versa. So that's that's sort of an interesting little tidbit uh, to recap on Nomad exploit there. Uh, you brought up a, a few other points. You mentioned some events. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Fede's presentations in Spanish, uh, and the feedback we got uh, as the core development team from uh, the presentations given in non-English languages were just phenomenal. That feedback that came in from the community and most notably from validators, for spe from specifically Spanish-speaking validators, opened our eyes to sort of the, the how powerful it could be in reaching new audiences, um, you know, in LATAM and other Spanish-speaking countries. Um, and, and so, you know, our, that feedback ha hasn't fallen in deaf ears and I'll definitely expect more, uh, you know, talks delivered in non-English languages uh, this year as well. Um, uh, certainly in Spanish, and we'll see if we can uh, hit any other languages also. Uh, speaking of events, uh, Evmos uh, participated in an unprecedented number of events, with most of them especially notable, with most of them being funded by the community. Now, folks, I haven't heard of this happening too many times, uh, but the community funded two Dystopia Labs events last year and six Dystopia Labs events this year. So look forward to that. The first event this year is gonna be happening at ETH Denver. Um, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, but last year, uh, sticking to that for a second, uh, I mentioned MMOs participated in an unprecedented number of events um, with and sponsored more than just uh, the core development team to go and speak at these events. So we saw, you know, some external builders in the from the community be sponsored to go and talk at, for example, uh, Hack Adam in Seoul. Uh, this was around uh, July. Uh, the Atmos uh, Core Development Team itself gave talks in Pro uh, in Prague, uh, workshops in Amsterdam, at Cosmoverse in Medellin, um, in uh, Berlin etc. Uh, around September, I believe. Um, they participated in events in New York and Miami. Uh, and basically, you know, the Evmos core development team, you know, got the opportunity in the first year of Evmos's launch to go out and spread the good word of, uh, you know, like what Evmos is about, what the core team is working on, and what features are being rolled out uh, all over the world. Uh, and I think that's that's just fantastic. Uh, the core team itself is very lucky uh, to have been in a position to do this. Um, 
the community members who managed to participate also, uh, I think are very grateful. Um, and it's just really rare and unique for a community to want to, 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 to be so uh, sort of supportive of representatives going out uh, in full force and showcasing what Evmos has to offer. So I think that's definitely a highlight for me, at least, of 2022. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think personally, uh, one of the things that I've loved watching the most through 2022 um, as a as a user before I had joined the team and as a member of the team myself is um, the hackathons and other events that we put on, um, like the covalent hackathon that we have recently ended and announced winners from, for you know, example, like tribunals or the Evmos covalent unity WebGL. The hackathons have been really interesting to me because you get this you get this inside perspective on what people are building in Evmos and why people are building on Evmos. And it's it's really interesting to see all the great projects that come through these hackathons that we do. And it's really really nice to just see the diversity of development. And that's one of the things I loved about these hackathons is we have, there's a lot of diversity being built on Evmos right now. We don't have a hundred projects trying to build the same thing. We have everything from, you know, NFTs to GameFi to DeFi to, like I said, the Unity WebGL integrations and uh, there's the tribunals and DAO tooling. There's so much out there because of our flexibility and because of our uniqueness in the Cosmos ecosystem. It's really interesting to see what people are building. So the hackathons are probably my my highlight of the year. I love seeing those. For sure, for sure. And yeah, Kiel, if you wouldn't mind sort of pinning some of the some of the interesting tweets from from earlier last year so that people can have like touch points to refer to uh, as we as we talk about these you know, as we recap these events. Um, now, there is, there's a tweet I found uh, here that I pinned to, to the community call um, about Sevmos. Now, Sevmos was announced fairly, fairly early on uh, as sort of this like, uh, you know, pie in the sky, kind of like uh, dream goal that, that Evmos had uh, alongside the Celeste team, right? And, uh, just to note that you know, Sevmos as a formal project never kicked off with with Celestia, um, because at the time that this article was published, uh, Evmos had not not yet launched, and so the priority number one for the Evmos core development team was was to launch. Yeah, uh, but it is interesting because this article was published not last year, but in 2021, right? And so what the core development team would experience is sort of like these whispers, these murmurs here and there of Sevmos, right? Throughout, people kept asking, you know, on community calls, in Discord discussions, um, when Sevmos, when Sevmos, right? And again, for those who don't know, I've pinned the tweet, but Sevmos is, is again, this, this mystery project that was described in this article published in 2021. Uh, and it, it's, a, it's a combination of Celestia Evmos. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to uh, sort of explicitly say what plans are in the works for this this project. Uh, the name Sevmos, I think, you know, that you're not going to see a project launched with that name, but the idea and spirit of the project um, definitely lives on, and hopefully, uh, you'll get to see it uh, at some point during this year. Right? If you're not sure 
what uh, Sevmos is. Uh, uh, you know, we can talk about how it involves settlement, data availability, and rollups alongside Evmos and Ethermin. Right, that's all I'll allude to. If you want more information, the tweet is there. It is pinned to this community call. Um, moving on, uh, Kilo mentioned the uh, hackathons that took place last year. Again, funded by the community, hosted, sponsored by the community, uh, but hosted uh, by uh, notably Wobi, uh, which was the uh, Evmos Momentum Hackathon and Covalence, which came later, and that was the uh, uh, Evmos uh, 1 million wallets hackathon. Right? Um, also notably, Evmos participated in the ETH SF hackathon, which happened in San Francisco. Uh, and again, uh, you know, most of these were sponsored by the Evmos community. And so everything I said earlier about being grateful to have such a wonderful community, willing to take a bet, take a risk on uh, sending representatives out uh, to uh, you know, spread the word and uh, you know, uh, grow the pie for, for the community, bring new members into the community. Uh, I think very grateful for that. Uh, now, uh, in addition to, to that, um, a reminder that up until uh, about, uh, um, let's see, when was it? Up until about uh, November, uh, the team had been bootstrapped by uh, a proposal number 44 on the Cosmos Hub. So the team uh, received uh, uh, 100K atoms from the Cosmos Hub community pool back in 2021 to build out uh, Evmos. So from there, the team took almost uh, a little over a year to launch the protocol. And then once the protocol was launched, was running uh, you know, the community, was trying to build up the community, set rules in place, um, you know, develop the chain further, et cetera, all without any funding, you know, outside of that initial grant from the community, right? Um, and notably, uh, what's cool is Evmos, not only does it have events sponsored by the community, but Evmos itself is sponsored by the community, right? It was sponsored, you know, Federico, uh, one of the co-founders of Evmos, had had this dream to to bring Ethermint the Ethermint project to fruition, um, back in 2021, and the community was aligned with with that vision and uh, granted that initial grant. Um, and just based off of that grant, uh, so much has has happened, right? And so the team finally announced its uh, the close of its raise in early November of last year. Um, led by Polychain and Hobi and a few others um, who believe in, in the Evmos mission and are quite supportive of it, for which uh, the Evmos team is grateful. Uh, and, and essentially, uh, that raise will help sort of propel Evmos into the next level. Um, that's sort of the establishment of, that's when the team started getting together, 
to do some forward planning on what comes next for the chain, what will take it to the next level. And we're very excited to share uh, that roadmap with you uh, very, very soon. Um, yes, uh, we want to make sure we do it right. We want to make sure every item, every piece of the roadmap is, makes sense for what we want to do, that there's no wasted time. And so once all of that is ready, uh, we'll be sharing that with you uh, in uh, a dedicated call with the community. Right? And I'm sure there'll be many follow-up sessions uh, outside of that because there'll, may, there'll be many questions we'll be ready and willing to answer. Let's see. Beyond that, we talked a little bit about integrations. Uh, integrations were a huge part of the Evmos core development team's efforts last year. Right? Uh, we already mentioned uh, the uh, Fiat on-ramp, C14. I'm sure there are going to be a few other uh, well-known on-ramps uh, coming to Evmos and the Cosmos ecosystem more generally. That'll make it easier for, for users to use the chains that, that are being built in Cosmos. Um, and uh, these, these were no small efforts, right? Essentially building an EVM in the Cosmos ecosystem from scratch um, is, is no small feat. Right? It involves building out a whole new stack separate from the existing Cosmos one so that you can serve the specific purposes of EVM chains, right? So for example, MetaMask support, uh, you know, Evmos was, was one of the first Cosmos chains to introduce MetaMask support to the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, the integrations uh, that the team built for Ledger and Kepler Wallet were the first of their kinds, but they also paved the way forward for future EVM chains, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, other integrations uh, include integrations with, with other wallets, um, uh, technical support for uh, uh, key signing libraries and, and that sort of thing for uh, relayer software um, and generally uh, uh, validator software, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so I mentioned that EVMs in the Cosmos ecosystem had a big moment. And this is a core theme. Again, I, you know, dropping hints here and there, this is another sort of hint of a direction that, that, that the Evmos core development team is gonna follow for 2023. So, so listen closely, folks. Uh, the, a pattern that the core team noticed throughout building in 2022 is that there were way more uh, EVM chains in the Cosmos ecosystem at the end of 2022 than at the beginning of 2022, right? And it wasn't just Evmos, right? Of course, Evmos was one of the first EVM chains in the Cosmos ecosystem for sure. But in addition to building the Evmos chain, the Evmos core development team also uh, spearheads and maintains um, Ethermint. Uh, what is Ethermint, you ask? Well, Ethermint is, is that Cosmos SDK module that wraps around the EVM. It basically allows any Cosmos chain to, to include the EVM in its stack. And the EVM is what allows you to run uh, Ethereum smart contracts. The EVM stands for Ethereum Virtual Machine, and it lets you run Ethereum smart contracts. Right. Um, 
And so in building Ethermint, and Ethermint then, you know, of course, is used in Evmos, but in building Ethermint as a public good and making it open and available for anyone else to build with and use uh, in their stack, we saw a proliferation, not just of uh, EVM-based dApps on Evmos, but of other EVM chains, right? So you had uh, Kronos, Launch, Kanto, um, you have uh, you know chains like Tori. I think Tori uses uh, Ethermint, um, but could be wrong there. Um, and you had you know chains like Kava that weren't EVM chains before Evmos's launch adopt Ethermint and become EVM chains after Evmos went live, right? And this is a very interesting phenomenon, right? Like. It's not just you know Evmos that successfully launches, um, but Ethermint also sees kind of a successful launch too, right? Because there's huge demand to use Ethermint to launch your own EVM chain, right? As we've seen, the number of Ethermint chains so far is growing, and every day, at least the Evmos core development team. Uh, has somebody who's working on an Ethermint chain reach out to them for support, right? Um, and this is great. It's great to see that Ethermint has taken off. In fact, uh, you know, we wager that in the future there'll be there'll only be more Ethermint chains. There'll only be more EVM chains than there are today, right? The number of EVM chains will probably only go up, right? Uh, and you know, the thesis here is that most of those EVM chains are going to be Ethermint chains, right? Like what we're starting to see here, and again, you know, maybe we're, maybe this is not quite right just yet. This hasn't been 100% validated. But the interesting trend that we've started to see is that the default go-to scaffolding for launching an EVM chain is Ethermint. And so what you'll see on the MOS core development team side is a doubling down on Ethermint in order to serve these chain builders as best as possible. Right? Uh, what that means exactly, you'll just have to wait and see as the roadmap unfolds in upcoming announcements. But again, it is a very exciting moment for the core development team, and I hope for the community that has been waiting so patiently so far to receive an update on future direction. Now, I wanna uh, make sure that it's not just me and Kilo kind of just up here uh, recapping all sorts of different things um, that happened last year and that will happen this year. We'd also like to get some community involvement and you know, if anyone has anything to share, anything they're excited to see, uh, in the future, anything they recall from last year that they like to bring up, please raise your hand and we'll bring you up on stage. And, you know, this can happen at any point. Uh, usually we reserve it at, uh, until the end. But, yeah, do feel free to, to raise your hand if, if you'd like to say something here. Uh, moving on, though, Kilo, uh, were there any other points you wanted to hit? We have 20 minutes remaining on this call. Um, 
No, for 2022, no. I think that we've done a pretty good recap on last year. Um, one of the things that I guess, you know, in the spirit of giving people some information and, you know, direction in what we're working on, um, one of the things that I can speak on is the decay bug that we did have um, during the rec drop. Um, for those that aren't aware, there was a bug that affected some users that were, would prematurely apply a decayed amount to their claim tokens and they wouldn't get the full amount of tokens that they were entitled to because of this early decay bug. So um, the decay bug is something that I've been looking at for a little while now. And I think that we are really close to having everything on it buttoned up. Um, just a couple of days ago, I saw a couple of things that made me kind of curious. So I wanna investigate that further. However, um, with that being said, um, sometime in the near future, you can expect um, probably a proposal from us to come up to return those funds because when those funds were early decayed, they were moved to the community pool. So um, that'll probably be our remedy for this is to come up with a proposal to return those funds from the community pools to the rightful accounts that they belong to. Like I said, I think that we're getting really close to, for me to be able to say with 100% confidence we're done. There's a, it's, it's a difficult thing to investigate. There's a lot of nested transactions. IBC works in a wonky way. It, it's messy. So um, I'd rather be safe than sorry. I wanna make sure that we have every user made whole by this. And that's something that I look forward to in the future for 2023. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, right? Um, this decay bug, again, as you described it, uh, the decay, uh, was begun at, at two points, I think, uh, earlier than, than intended, right? Uh, by governance, I think. Um, and so what that, what that means essentially is that the MOS core development team has to do extra work to, you know, basically do that, that data science sleuthing uh, to figure out who lost what and how and to present that to the community so that the community can uh, can sort of remediate that via governance. Um, but I think the, the broader lesson here is that uh, the Rocky Evmos launch at the very beginning with the halt um, sort of slowed down a number of processes. So not only was the team at the time uh, not funded, um, and so uh, had limited bandwidth, had limited resources to, to uh, dedicate towards building out, uh, you know, uh, a cohesive roadmap, uh, and and you know take a proactive approach to feature building and, and that sort of thing. But a lot of the bandwidth of the team was taken up by being reactive to a lot of the incidents that arose at the time as a result of you know either as a result of or as a symptom of that rocky start, right? And so the decay period had to do with the claims module uh, that was affected by, by the halt at the time. Um, uh, and, so, and so a lot of resourcing had to be you know, directed at resolving these issues. Now, as you said, Kilo, uh, you know, a lot of these issues are gonna be resolved early, you know, are gonna finally be closed early this year. You know, the team has been working very hard in the background throughout the end of last year to collect all the necessary data, to square that away, to make sure it makes sense. 
Uh, and so, as we mentioned in V11, the incentivized testnet distribution is going to happen. And then shortly after that, in V12, the rest of the incidents should also be taken care of. Uh, so that, you know, the rest of 2023 is sort of dedicated to one thing and one thing only. And that's solely the development of the publicized roadmap that I keep sort of going back to and referring to. Um, but, you know, I think that's what the community, uh, you know, based on feedback, would, would sort of want us to spend our time on, right? It's in uh, building out value, valuable use cases, valuable functionality for Evmos and for the Evmos ecosystem, especially for builders who want to build on top of Evmos uh, to leverage, right? And so we owe it to the community to close out these issues as quickly as possible, which will be done hopefully within a couple of months. Well, yeah, thanks for, for raising that point, Kilo. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's good for um, the folks in the audience here at the very least to have clarity on sort of the logistics of managing incident response, uh, crises, et cetera. And so, you know, they should definitely know the steps that we're taking to, uh, to address these things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think um, being able to come out and talk about uh, what we have going on and, you know, what the plans going forward for incidents especially is really important. And that's one thing that I want to try to keep up from my end is communication with the community on where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, because I know that was a, a struggle a little bit in 2022 as well before the team was, you know, where it is now and capable of where it is now to have these kind of communications. So going forward, I look forward to having these communications with the community so that they can know exactly what I'm doing and where we're at in certain aspects. For sure. For sure. Uh, now, the last uh, recap point that I wanted to talk about here and you know, if nobody else has anything to say, then maybe we can end a little bit early. But the last recap point I wanted to bring up was, was governance and sort of the what the governance landscape ended up looking like in 2022 and what we might expect for, for 2023. Uh, but first, over to you, Kilo. Do you have any thoughts on, on Evermost governance in 2022? Uh, um, yeah, FMS governance in 2022 was... Interest. The the way that I describe it is um, uh, fascinating uh, growth. The the amount of maturity and growth that came through governance. Um, you know, there was different initiatives that happened. You know, the FSDAO framework came in. Um, I believe there was also a funding uh, a funding proposal requests for various things. One of the one of the more notable ones was incentives um, on diffusion that came through. Um, there was a, a couple of key events. Different people asking for grants. There's different uh, fund spins that came online and didn't quite make it like footy season but then we got to see them double down and hang out in the ecosystem and continue to build and rebrand and to season and you know can continue march forward but throughout 2022 it's the maturity of governance that i i really enjoyed we had a couple of rocky incidents in governance we had a couple of back-to-back -back proposals that um 
weren't very constructive and I think the community reacted in a positive manner. Um, we recently passed a um, proposal setting a standardized voting procedures for governance and making things more clear for the average person to um, give some remedy to those prior back-to-back -back proposals and issues that came up. And I think the, the governance has matured really well and I can't wait to see the direction that it heads and the maturity that it keeps gaining in 2023. For sure. So, you know, I, I would say from my perspective, uh, governance on Evmos is sort of one of its most explosive and active uh, elements uh, out there. Um, you know, we heard a while back from Commonwealth, the Commonwealth team, uh, which, you know, the Commonwealth platform hosts the Evmos governance forums, uh, as well as many more forums in uh, the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, but we heard from the Commonwealth team that uh, Evmos, Evmos's participation in governance is actually in the top three uh, chains consistently month over month, uh, uh, you know, com when compared to all of their other uh, forums, right? So, uh, that's interesting. I mean, it's it was at some point number two, uh, just second to the Ethereum governance forums, um, and uh, right above Osmosis, right? And that's that sort of was a wake wake up call when when at least when I heard it, and it was kind of a shocker to the rest of the team as well to see, you know, just how active the participation in governance and how passionate. Uh, not just uh, Evmos validators are, you know, who who are the pillars of uh, Evmos governance and carry uh, the most responsibility, but also for uh, regular community members who sort of feel very passionately about uh, governance topics. And as Kilo mentioned, there were a ton of um, uh, topics uh, regarding things like funding, certain initiatives. Uh, many of which did get funded, like many of uh, uh, the Oracle services now that now operate on Evmos, like Flux, Dia, and Redstone. Um, uh, Dia specifically also offering a, uh, a verifiable random function uh, for Evmos builders. Um, but in addition to uh, that, there were a number of governance proposals that, as I mentioned earlier, sponsored events, sponsored hackathons. Um, there are a number of governance proposals that whitelisted uh, assets for conversion. So as IBC assets like Atom, uh, allowing those assets to be converted uh, back and forth between ERC-20 and IBC. That was a critical inflection point in uh, the community understanding how that uh, proposal type worked um, and how conversion works more generally for assets within the IBC ERC-20 ecosystems respectively, right? Um, and so today, nobody bats an eye when a conversion proposal goes up because people kind of know and understand what that is already. Um, but, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, back in the day, uh, it was kind of a new thing and it was interesting to see people uh, in the community discover uh, uh, discover what they were. Uh, you know, for, you know, to, to the community's credit, uh, the Evmos core development team didn't really need to get involved uh, with 
most of the conversion proposals, uh, a lot of them were driven by uh, the community itself, uh, notably validators like Swiss Staking, who took it upon themselves to to uh, to to do that. There were also, you know, validators that deserve shoutouts like Notional, Cold Chain, uh, Mandragora, etc., who helped maintain uh, and support critical uh, IBC relayer infrastructure that is kind of like the the lifeblood of of every uh, Cosmos chain out there, right? Um, and so, yeah, big shout outs to, to all the contributors, uh, towards Evmos. It wasn't just the Evmos core development team, uh, doing the work and incident response and whatnot, but Evmos is what it is today because of the strong community that, that took part early on and continued to participate week over week, um, you know, in governance discussions that happen on a weekly basis, as well as these community calls, right? And I think that's a great place to, to start wrapping this up. Um, it's just, you know, focused on community first, right? That if there is one word to describe sort of what went down in 2022, uh, that's just community support, right? Uh, the MOS core development team uh, whereas, you know, they, they as a team launched Evmos, uh, it's only through the uh, magnanimous support of the community, the various actors that make up the community, like I mentioned, the validators, uh, and far, far beyond just the validators I mentioned too, uh, community members, governance participants, uh, builders, and that's both on the DAP development side, in addition to the chain development side slash protocol development side, all builders of all kinds came together, right? Uh, in addition to uh, wallet builders and generally the folks who supported the integrations of Evmos uh, into their core offering, right? And so, yeah, you know, we are only where we are today as a community because of the deliberate participation of all the sort of actors I mentioned um, in, in the Amos community. And I think 2023 is gonna see a doubling down of the community on its own growth, on you know, building uh, healthy and uh, non-toxic ways forward, and on driving Evmos to be the best version it can be uh, for itself, for its own community, in addition to supporting uh, the communities of other networks and bootstrapping uh, support, value, developer ecosystem, what have you, uh, into the future and into 2024. All right. So I'll stop there, folks. Uh, oh, and Numia has actually requested to speak. Sorry, I must have missed it earlier. Um, I was going to stop there, but let's give the speaker from Numia the final closing note here. What's up, Numia? Do you want to introduce yourself and, and who you are and what you do just for the audience here? Uh, the closing comments are indeed a lot of pressure, but uh, we'll take it. <laughs> um, no, we, um, so super briefly, you know, in the spirit of sharing a little bit more of what's coming in 2023, for the ones who don't know Numia, we're a data indexer for the interchain that focuses on analytics and data science. Um, and we 
we've been very close to to Evmos and the ecosystem and uh, wanted to share that um, 2023 is going to be a year where we are going to heavily keep investing in Evmos. Um, we'll be supporting uh, EVM, the EVM data layer, for example. We'll be building more dashboards for the community. We'll be holding a few data science hackathons for people to build queries and dashboards with us. And um, in in the comments of the Evmos team of um, supporting further um, Ethermint, uh, you know, we we hope that Numia can also help that mission and support that mission in many different ways. Um, so all this to say that you know we're very excited for twenty twenty three and uh, share the. Uh, the enthusiasm uh, with the Evmos team of, of what's coming, and um, we'll be sharing more of our involvement in the Evmos ecosystem and what what we're building within it in the next few weeks. Um, so thank you for the mic. Appreciate it. Of course, yeah. Um, thank you, Numia. I have a feeling that this isn't the last time we're going to see you come on and speak on one of the community calls, but I'm very glad that you did because absolutely, I just want to nail that home. 2023 is going to be the year of the builders for Evmos and for Cosmos in general. I mean, Evmos was launched initially because it brought an EVM environment into Cosmos and could help bootstrap, uh, you know, bring developers who want to use familiar tooling like MetaMask, uh, Hardhat, Truffle, Foundry, et cetera, to build in the Cosmos ecosystem natively, right? And so now that that promise has been fulfilled, you know, again, it's, it's that word, that, that term of doubling down on the community, doubling down on the builders, and certainly the core development team's partnership uh, with Numia and like enabling Numia to do the best work possible uh, with Evmos's with data, with the chains data and generally Ethermint data uh, as a whole uh, will enable developers to do the best work possible. Um, so super excited to see how developers end up leveraging Numia. Um, I suspect it'll be a major data source for full stack developers building out dApps, building out dashboards. Um, and it's my hope that, uh, uh, yeah, we can, have many more calls throughout the year talking about the possibilities and spotlighting some of the builders who are leveraging these kinds of tools. All right, folks, thank you again, Numia, for, for coming up here. I'm glad you got the closing note there. Um, Appreciate it. And yeah, we'll see you again soon. Folks, we'll see all of you again soon. I think we'll, we're, we'll be back on schedule in the coming weeks. With these community calls happening every two weeks, I hope you enjoyed this recap. It is a break from the traditional format, but I hope you found it entertaining, useful as a jog down memory lane. 2022 is now behind us. 2023 is ahead. Look forward to that roadmap um, and there'll be more to come. Hopefully you've also enjoyed the alpha that was dropped uh, during this call. Uh, but don't share it just yet. Um, take care, everyone. See you soon. Love you all. Goodbye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Evmos Community Call and 2022 Review, recorded on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. 
for TerraSpaces.org. I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. I'll aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke rolls in when I start a session. Plank canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shit and line them up. Just another fixed game of try my luck. Go lighten up, dog. It could always be worse. Unless you're in the back of a hearse, then you're dead or putting in new speakers. It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers. Don't stress, yo. I've done the research. Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs. It's a remake. Off the cutting floor, we take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake. Tastes great, less filling. Less stress, more killing. As he blew the cornerstone out the building. And the box came tumbling down all humble. Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle. Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle. Getting high in space with the Hubble. Spaces.